Star. And I'm Annika. And we're the Fact Detectives. We love investigating cool facts about cool stuff. And we do this by speaking to the experts. Smart grown-ups should know all the cool facts about everything. Hey, Dexter, this is your last episode. It is. It's been so much fun and I've learned so much. But it's time for new adventures. I'll miss you. We'll all miss you. We'll meet our new fact detective next episode. But for now, Dexter, what are we learning about today? Okay, here's a clue. What insect is the most annoying? A mosquito? Yeah, true. But I'm thinking of another insect. I've got one, fact detectives. Hi, Dr. Bry. Bry the fly guy is an entomologist. Which means he studies bugs. I do. And I'm guessing the insect you find annoying, Dexter, is the fly? Yes. Well, flies might be up there with mosquitoes as annoying insects go. But personally, I find them fascinating. Would you like to find out why? Yes. All right. What's your first question? Why do flies annoy us? Do you mean like buzzing around our faces, mouth, nose and eyes? Yes, they are so annoying. They can be, but there's a good reason for it. Bushflies are thirsty and they love sipping on our salty tears and sweat, which are extra hydrating out in the bush. Ew! But you might feel sorry for flies when you find out they can't sweat like we can to cool off. What do they do? Well... Some flies, like blowflies, regurgitate their lunch into a bubble that sits on the top of their proboscis, which is kind of like their tongue. They wait for the bubble to cool down, and then they slurp it back up. That's disgusting! Well, they can't go to the fridge to get a cold drink, can they? In any case, just a few kinds of flies, like the bushfly, give the rest of them a bad reputation. About 95% of the flies in the world don't annoy us at all, and in fact, they do some pretty important jobs out there in nature. Did you know that without flies, there would be no chocolate? What? Yes, that's because flies are the most important pollinator of the cocoa plant that gives us chocolate. Without flies and chocolate, the world wouldn't be much fun at all, would it? That's true. But how do flies pollinate flowers? I thought bees did that. Well, just like bees, teeny tiny midge flies have a sweet tooth and they love to drink nectar from flowers. Nectar is super sugary and gives them the energy to buzz around all day. As the fly zooms from one flower to another, it gets covered in pollen and helps transfer that pollen between flowers. In fact, hairy blowflies can carry twice as much pollen as a European honeybee. No way! Yep. And flies in Australia are super important pollinators of some of our most iconic plants, like gum trees, tea trees, and even the mangoes and avocados that we eat. Cool! Fact two! Why do flies hang around poo? It's true, some flies love to hang around and even eat poop. Blowflies, the big shiny green and blue ones that buzz loudly, rely on poo to survive. The female flies lay their eggs in the poo, which hatch into chubby white larvae, better known to us as maggots. These maggots are super hungry and eat the poo, turning it into compost that can be used by other plants and fungi. Maggots are kind of like an army of little wriggling recyclers. 
that can help to clean up the forest floor and our backyards. At the end of the day, without flies, we would be waist deep in waste. Whoa! But that's still no excuse to not pick up after your dog. Okay, Bri. How do flies go from being maggots to having wings? Good question. Well, maggots eat and eat and get fatter and fatter, and then they look for a nice place to sleep. Their skin starts to harden, a bit like a caterpillar's cocoon. Inside this tough shell, the maggot's body completely dissolves and reforms into a grown-up fly. This is called metamorphosis. It hatches out of the pupil case and crawls over to the nearest tree, but it can't start flying straight away because its wings are too soft. It has to wait a few hours for them to harden, and then the hungry fly buzzes off to find food. Fact three! How many kinds of flies are there? I love this question. When people think of flies, they usually think of that annoying, tiny black buzzing bushfly that hangs around us at barbecues or when we're walking outside. But did you know that this is only one of 30,000 fly species that live in Australia? That's a lot of different flies. It is, but wait, there's more. There's actually 160,000 different species of flies living on every continent on Earth. There's about 15 fly species for every bird species in the entire world. Flies are just part of our precious biodiversity. That's what we call all the living plants, animals, and other organisms living on the planet. What kind of insect is a fly? The scientific name for flies is Diptera. Di meaning two, and terra meaning wings. Flies only have two wings while most other insects like butterflies and bees have four wings. On the fly, the second pair of wings have been shrunk down into a pair of tiny little lollipop-like counterbalances that let the flies turn really quickly and zip around in the air while they fly. And that's the reason why they're the best flyers in the insect world. Even though they only have two wings, some flies can fly faster than a speeding bullet flying up to 145 kilometres an hour. No way! How long do flies live? Great question. It really depends on the species. An adult blowfly usually lives for about three weeks, which is actually a pretty long time for a fly. But some species live for a much shorter amount of time. Mountain midges are tiny little flies that live near, you guessed it, mountains. And they only live for 30 minutes. That doesn't give them very long to find a mate. Blink and you'll miss them. Far out! And what about their eyes? Don't they have lots of tiny ones? Not exactly. Flies' eyes are made of thousands of teeny tiny little lenses. They have super fast vision and they can even see in slow motion. And that's because scientists have used super slow motion cameras to test the reaction time of flies. Wait, what? Have you ever tried to swat a fly? Yeah, of course. And could you? Not really, because they buzz out of the way. Exactly. And the reason is, even though we are ginormous compared to flies, they can see us coming and get out of the way. That's because flies have incredible brains that can process what they see super fast 
like a swatting hands coming their way. Fact four. Which flies bite and why? Not all flies bite. Only flies like horseflies, sandflies, and biting midges. Oh, and mosquitoes. Hang on a minute. Mosquitoes? Yeah, mosquitoes only have two wings, so they are a type of fly. No way. Yes way. And fun fact: the word mosquito actually means tiny fly in Spanish. It's only female horseflies and mosquitoes that bite because the females need the protein in our blood to ripen their eggs. The males are completely vegetarian and spend their entire day drinking nectar from flowers. There are even some mosquitoes that help us get rid of the biting kind. The elephant mosquito is so massive that it's been named after an elephant. But what's even more amazing about this mozzie is that the larvae eat other mosquito larvae that turn into biting adults. You definitely want elephant mosquitoes in your backyard. Cool. Yeah. Did you know that horseflies are super old? Ancient horseflies have been biting animals for millions of years, and we know this because scientists have looked at the fossil record. And found that horseflies used to bite dinosaurs, 247 million years ago. What? Yep, isn't that mind blowing? Horseflies today don't bite dinosaurs, but the next closest thing, crocodiles. They're pretty brave flyers, don't you think? Fact five. How do flies help us? Flies are one of the most misunderstood animals in the entire world. As we know, most people think that flies are really annoying and don't do anything to help humans. But this is so far from the truth. Flies do so much for us, free of charge, that we take for granted. Apart from chocolate, a lot of the fruits and vegetables that we eat are actually pollinated by flies, like mangoes and avocados, and even the grapes that we use to make wine that adults love to drink. If all the flies suddenly disappeared. The world would be a pretty hangry place, and that's because all the reptiles, birds, and small animals that eat flies wouldn't have their favorite snacks to eat. Aww. And flies save thousands of human lives every year. How? Well, over a hundred years ago in World War One, doctors noticed that wounds from some soldiers actually healed faster, and when they took a closer look, they discovered that these soldiers had maggots living in their cuts. Wait, what? Yeah, blowfly maggots have superpowered spit that have special antimicrobial properties that kill microscopic bacteria and viruses. Wow! Some hospitals around the world still use special blowfly maggots to clean human wounds. Some flies might even inspire medical breakthroughs. Robber flies are really cool flies that look like teeny tiny helicopters with mustaches. And they catch other insects to eat. When they bite, they inject venom into these teeny tiny insects that dissolves their insides into a gooey smoothie that the robber fly can slurp up using its straw-like mouthpart called a proboscis. Scientists have found new molecules in this venom that we might be able to turn into new medicines like painkillers one day to help get rid of headaches. How cool is that? Awesome. And we've heard that you've named lots of flies. I have. The best part about being an entomologist, a scientist that studies insects, is that I get to name species that I find that are new to science. How do you choose the names? 
Naming a species is the first step to understanding and protecting creatures that need our help. It's also the most fun an entomologist can have because we get to show our creative side. I've been lucky enough to name 50 species of flies new to science. 50? Wow! Yeah! When it comes to naming species, there are only two rules. One, you can't name it after yourself. And two, the name can't be rude. Other than that, I get to name them whatever I like. My favourite species I named are pretty incredible flies. You might think that flies just come in black, but they come in all sorts of shapes and colours. The very first fly that I named was a beautiful golden horsefly found in the tropical rainforests of northern Queensland. It had this bright golden abdomen, so I named it Plinthina Beyoncé after my favourite artist, Beyoncé. The fly was even discovered in the same year she was born. How cool is that? My other favourite species is a soldier fly that I named after the fabulous RuPaul because they both wear the same rainbow outfits. Awesome! Naming species is important work. Imagine if you went to a library and all the book covers were removed. It would be nearly impossible to find the books you were after. This is the same thing in the world of biodiversity. Naming a species is the first step to understanding and identifying that species. If we didn't have species names, we wouldn't know which species are important pollinators, which species we need to protect from extinction, or which ones are pests that we want to keep out of the country. Scientists have named only a quarter of all species in the world, so each day we're discovering new ones. There's a lot of work to be done, and we really need the help from the younger generation of scientists like yourselves to help us name, document, and protect all the species in the world. Try this at home! It's actually a really hard time to be a fly. Unfortunately, a lot of people don't like them, and some of them are losing their homes. The recent bushfires in Australia didn't just ruin the habitat for koalas and other animals, but they also destroyed a lot of the habitat for flies and other insects. Some flies might have even gone extinct before we could identify them. That's why it's so important to name species so that scientists and citizen scientists can go out and look for those vulnerable species that need our help and see if they're recovering from the bushfires. We definitely don't want to lose our pollinating friends. If you're interested in insects, you could start your own digital insect collection by going outdoors and photographing the species you see living in your backyard or your local park. You could even go online and have some fun trying to identify them using citizen science apps like iNaturalist. Why not make a game out of it with your friends by comparing what species you found and you can even trade photos. There are also some great tips in my new book, Eyes on Flies, on how we can encourage our friendly flies into the garden to help pollinate our favourite plants and vegetables. And remember to thank a fly the next time you eat a piece of chocolate. We will. Thanks, Dr. Bry. Oh, time flies. Thanks for having me, Fact Detectives. This has been another super fun episode of the Fact Detectives with me, Dexter. And me, Annika. Big thanks to Dr. Bry the Fly Guy, a.k.a. Dr. Brian Lessard, an award-winning Australian entomologist, science communicator and author. If you love finding out the facts as much as we do. And if you have a big topic you would like us to investigate, then get in touch at factdetectives at listener.com. 